The Generator. The Generator. The Generator News. The Generator. By selling off our country with inflated prices, it gives us a delusion that we're actually doing well. Energy matters. Living sustainably. A lifetime of war. Climate chaos. Local food action. The computer models used to predict climate chaos have not taken Arctic forest fires into account. A lifetime of war. Marine wash. Energy matters. Sustainable settlement. Local food. Climate chaos. The generator. Then I knew. In the Generator News for the week of 6th of March 2017. Abortion reform in Queensland blocked by LNP. Guatemalan military halts Dutch abortion boat. Worst drought in decades sweeps Africa. Bangalore smoked out as famous lakes catch fire. Cyborg Rose proves concept of plants as butterflies. And future generations get right to sue over climate change. For pictures and background links to our sources, visit thegenerator.news on Facebook or the web. A private member's bill intended to decriminalise abortion in Queensland has failed to reach parliamentary debate last week, with independent MP Rob Pine withdrawing his bills on Tuesday. The current laws will be referred to the Queensland Law Reform Commission for advice, which the Labor government has pledged to enact at the next term of Parliament. The bills were withdrawn after the LNP indicated its members would unanimously oppose them. Not all Labor MPs were expected to give support either, effectively dooming the campaign. The Guatemalan army has detained a Dutch boat belonging to Women on Waves at the port of San Jose. The organisation offers abortion to women in countries where it is illegal by picking them up on the land and taking them into international waters where local laws do not apply. The army says that it will not allow the organisation to carry out its work because it violates the constitution protecting human life and the laws of our country. This is the first operation by Women on Waves since it was blocked by Moroccan authorities in 2012. The abortions are effected by combining two medicines, Mifipristone and Misoprostone, which safely terminate pregnancies up to 10 weeks in 90% of women. Millions of Africans are starving due to famine across eastern and southern Africa. The worst drought conditions in decades driven by abnormally warm West Pacific sea surface temperatures, military conflict and lack of access to international food markets have combined to create the humanitarian disaster. Yemen, Somalia, South Sudan and Nigeria are in extreme need of international aid. Intense heat waves and average temperatures between 0.5 and 2 degrees Celsius have affected many parts of Africa. The Indian city of Bangalore is enveloped in acrid smoke as millions of tonnes of sewage and industrial waste in its famous lake system catches fire. The lake has caught fire a number of times in recent months, but last Thursday's blaze spread to the land and generated toxic smoke that raised complaints from hundreds of residents. Authorities have blamed the smoke on dry grass and denied that the toxic foam on the lake is endangering human lives. Despite this, they have allocated 3 billion rupees to clearing the foam from the lake. Scientists have figured out how to inject a conducting solution into rose cuttings and have it spontaneously form wires throughout its stem, leaves and petals to create fully functioning supercapacitators for energy storage. The e-plant was charged hundreds of times without any loss on performance. The ETES conductive solution inserts itself between the walls of the veins of the plant and the woody tissue around it. The plant tissue is a natural insulator and prevents leakage of current. 
The aim of the scientists is to create fuel cells or autonomous energy systems living inside the plants as to enable large-scale energy storage at extremely low cost. A judge in the U.S. District Court of Oregon has ruled that U.S. agencies, including the President and the Environment Protection Authority, can be taken to court over harm to future generations caused by their failure to prevent climate change. Describing it as no ordinary case, Judge Anne Aiken ruled that there is a valid case that the defendants deliberately allowed atmospheric CO2 concentrations to escalate to levels unprecedented in human history. The case may make government agencies responsible for controlling carbon dioxide levels under common law duty of care and has been described as the case of the century. You have been listening to The Generator News in the cage. You can follow The Generator on Facebook or the web at thegenerator.news. The web and Facebook page for The Cage is cage.live. The Cage is broadcast across the Pacific from the studios of 4ZZZ FM in Brisbane, Australia. Lock yourself in. Lock yourself in for the rest of the hour with me, Jeff Ebbs, and Maddie Watt on the Zeds. We're going to discuss the electrification and digitisation of plants and biology and DNA in general. We're going to hear from Rob Pine, the MP who took abortion up to the Queensland Parliament but was rebuffed at the altar. We'll also tear apart the Generator News with John James of the eponymous newsletter. To get us in the mood, though, we will hear, as we usually do at this hour, the rant of the week. Over the last month, we've focused on rants against racism, and this week we're going to be moving on to gender issues with a clip recorded from the European Parliament with Spanish socialist MEP Irace Garcia Perez responding to right-wing Polish MEP Corwin Mikke, or otherwise known as misogynistic dickhead. You can watch this on the cage.live Facebook page. I've pinned it to the top of the page, so for the next five minutes you can catch it there or leave us any comments, and you can also SMS us on 0449 636 101. Women must earn less than men because they are weaker, they are smaller, they are less intelligent, and they must earn less. That's all. Mire, señor diputado, según usted, según sus teorías, yo no tendría derecho de estar aquí como diputada. Y sé que le duele, sé que le duele y le preocupa que hoy las mujeres podamos estar representando a los ciudadanos en igualdad de condiciones con usted. Yo aquí vengo a defender a las mujeres europeas de hombres como usted. Dear Deputy, according to your opinion, I should not have the right to be here as a member of this parliament. And I know that it hurts you and bothers you that today women can sit in this house to represent the European citizens with the same rights as you. I am here to defend all European women from men like you. You are in the cage on the Zeds with Maddie Watt and Jeff Ebbs. Uh, we've locked in John James in the studio. Uh, John, are you safely secured and chained to the desk? Uh-oh. John, are you safely secured and chained to the desk? I cannot move. Excellent. We have you right where you 
where we want you. <laughs> exactly. Now, we uh, chain people in to answer the question, and the question is what they are doing to make this a better world. Uh, your contribution is to produce on a weekly basis the John James newsletter. How can people get hold of that, John? Well, they simply email me at uh, gothic at johnjames.com.au. It's about the news that is never put into the press. Now, one of those uh -huh. stories this week was the uh, court case in the District Court of Oregon, which is taking a number of US institutions um, to task for not preventing climate change. It's very interesting as Trump is trying to destroy the Environmental Protection Agency by planting in it a man who's dedicated to its elimination and at the same time, these young kids from Seattle and so on have uh, set up a, a, a suit against the government and all of its arms. And the suit's been going on for a couple of years. And these young kids were young when they began it, and now they're getting to the point of leaving school. But their fight continues and has been, at this stage, successful. Their aim is to force government and its agencies to make the planet a safe place for them. Now, when you say they've been successful, they haven't um, yet established the case. All they've got is the right to take the case to court. Is that true? That's right. That, in America, is a success. You, you actually have been told you have a case and you will have a hearing. And one of the people that they've called to uh, be a witness is, of course, Donald Trump. Um, now, whether he will or not is another matter. Yes, I mean, given but his response to the courts over his ban on immigrants from seven nations, it's um, hard to know how he'll behave. Oh, he'll, he'll get someone else to stand in for him. He was asked to give a talk the other day to the, uh, the journalists in New York, and he turned it down and got somebody else to give it for him. Now, now, John, that's the good news, but there's plenty of bad news in the uh, newsletter, including the ice caps continuing to melt and methane being released en masse from uh, Canadian tundra this time round. Well, it's wherever you look. Um, if you look at the graphs, and I find graphs fascinating, that the average ice cover um, doesn't change very much, even on a warm year like this one. The ice cover is much the same through the period until you come to September. And then uh, it drops off incredibly sharply. It's like the slightest bit of extra warmth coming into that area eliminates the ice. It's, it's a very depressing thing to see. Because once the ice goes, then all the heat from the sun on that huge area of the Earth is no longer reflected back to the sun. We absorb it. And it's been said that, that the amount of heat that that area can absorb is equivalent to the heat produced by all the motor cars on the Earth over any given period. It's significant removing what is called the albedo effect, the capacity of the ice to shine the heat back into space. And of course, as and well the, as the albedo effect, uh, methane is you know, 28 times more powerful as a greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide. So we've got the uh, double effect well, there. 
this is a lovely figure because it, it, it varies a lot. It depends how soon, how fresh the methane is. If it's come out quickly, it's much more powerful than that. Um, after a few weeks, it becomes less powerful and gradually declines to about 21 times more. Even so, that is a huge extra amount of blanketing being put around the earth by the methane that's coming up. Now, one other story there on a slightly different bent was about the Guatemalan army detaining the Dutch boat belonging to women on waves. Now, this is very interesting. I hadn't read anything about this. Apparently the Dutch put a flotilla together of ships to do... Do you remember um, the the English radio station on the sea? I forget what it was called. Um, It was a subject of a movie about pirate radio. That's it. That's the one. (laughs) wonderful movie and uh, the law said that they couldn't have modern music and so on uh, from English stations and they couldn't have private stations so these guys set up on a pirate ship just off the shore of England and beamed across Uh, now these dear people are doing exactly the same now with an abortion ship they're taking doctors and their surgery on board a boat to countries that will not allow abortions and offering them just offshore. They don't seem to have been particularly successful, though. They're locked in a Guatemalan port at the moment, and they haven't been on the sea since they were blocked from Morocco in 2012. I haven't been there that long, and that I didn't realise. Yeah, I don't. Um, no, they haven't been in the Guatemalan port since 2012, but I think they've been, you know, off the high seas. Maybe yes. we'd better lock yes, them in the cage. And I think we should. I mean, this is a real service. And uh, uh, women are being denied their rights in so many countries. But you just produce a power boat off the coast with good services, good cleanliness, good doctors. This is a wonderful thing. And I think and this is an example of the type of action that we need to take to oppose the kind of... Uh, forces that right-wing governments around the world are imposing on us. Well, the mind rather boggles at what we could do about Turnbull. What could we put overseas that would simply uh, (laughs) eliminate his impact on the country? John Jones, we're going to have to leave it there. It is time to eject you from the cage. Oh, And we've got a comment from a listener, and it says, As a Polish man, I can tell you that Corwin Mikke is crazy. Thank you, Timik, for that message. Corwin Mikke, of course, is the Polish man who believes that uh, women should be paid less because they're smaller, weaker, and less intelligent than men, Maddie. And he prefaced that little uh, rant by saying that uh, there's no women in the top, I think, 100 chess players in the world or something like that. And you could see, um, if, if you see the footage online, that a lot of the women in the parliament are looking at him going, what the frick is he talking about? They're getting confused. They're like, oh, he's going to sprout That footage shit. of the European parliament is still pinned to the top of facebook.com slash cage.live. It is. But also our trans- interpretation, translation of the Spanish speaker's uh, comments were on low volume on Unfortunately. Well, how about you give it to us at high volume well, now, please, Well, if you Maddie. missed it, I will put in as much gusto as I possibly can. So please she do. said, Dear Deputy, according to your opinion, I should not have the right to be here as a member of this parliament. And I know that it hurts you and bothers you that today women can sit in this house to represent the European citizens with the same rights as you. 
I am here to defend all European women from men like you. Would you like to volunteer at 4ZZZ? 4ZZZ has a wide variety of jobs that need doing, like event management, graphic design and audio production, just to name a few. Besides making new friends, you'll learn valuable skills or gain broadcasting work experience. Volunteering at 4ZZZ is easy peasy. First, become a subscriber, then apply. Either fill out the online volunteer form or download it and email your completed form to volunteerdept at 4ZZZ.org.au or just drop into the station and fill one out. 4ZZZ, your community radio. My name's Rob Pine and I'm the member for Gant. Uh, Rob Pine, you are in the cage where we lock people up until they answer the question. Under the 1908 Crime Act of Queensland, we are not able to lock you up for more than eight hours and only four of those hours may be interrogation. Do you understand that? Yes, I do. And uh, under that Act, I am not fully authorised to hold you against your will, so your presence here is voluntary, which means we hope you answer the questions. Now the I would do so, honestly. Now, the question is that we ask everybody what you're doing to make the world a better place. Last week, you made an attempt to improve things by introducing a private member's bill uh, to legalise abortion in Queensland. Um, Dr Mark Robinson, the member for Queensland, said he would send your bill back to hell where it came from. He hasn't quite succeeded in that, but he has sent you to purgatory. It's on hold. Your comment on that? Well, I don't believe in hell, so it makes it hard to um, to, to reply when, um, when when someone's putting forward a uh, uh, an imaginary proposition of uh, of a blazing inferno. But um, certainly, um, it, certainly, it certainly delayed the bill. Um, it's delayed reform for, for Queensland, and it's uh, that is not a good thing. That reform has been delayed, but. While that was Mr. Robertson's focus, my focus was on working with the government to uh, to move the issue forward, if not as quickly as I would like, um, certainly in a strategic way, so that uh, we can be sure there'll be action. Were you surprised you didn't uh, get more or full support from the government? Um, it never ceases to amaze me that some members, some Labor members of Parliament, are uh, removed from the rank and file and. Uh, and the overwhelming majority of Queenslanders uh, when it comes to uh, imposing their religious views uh, on the rest of us. Uh, that always surprises me, but, uh, but I guess I should be used to it by now. Um, I mean, Queensland is well behind some of the other states. Do you think it's a peculiar affliction here, or what's going on there? Um, look, I think Queensland possibly has been more conservative in the past, but we have had significant migration to this state and I believe the people, the vast majority of Queenslanders have moved on in this area and accept that abortion is an important health procedure and, um, and that it should not be in the criminal code. How important do you think the Catholic leader survey was? I mean, they went around to MPs and asked them their opinion. They didn't get, you know, a full set of answers, but they had... Uh, 24 MPs saying they'd actively oppose it and only five MPs prepared to come out and say they'd actively support it. To be honest, I was very disappointed with the Catholic leader. I have a great um, 
sympathy for the social justice mission of the Catholic Church, and I expected better from them um, than to simply be spoon-fed information um, from the likes of uh, Mr. Robertson and to regurgitate that in the Catholic leader. Um, I thought I thought was pretty uh, pretty uh, appalling. You know, there's also a an intellectual tradition within the Catholic Church, and uh, that obviously is not reflected in uh, in that publication. So where does that leave the whole thing now? I mean, I know the Commission is going to report by August and the uh, Labor government has pledged to implement whatever advice it gives. Are you satisfied with that outcome? Look, initially, and, and politics can sometimes move quickly, uh, on the Monday night of the last sitting week, I was not um, happy about that um, because, to me, it was simply a referral um, to the Law Reform Commission with no commitment to act. Um, by the Monday morning, the state government had made it clear to me that it would be a referral to the Law Reform Commission that was on the same basis as the Victorian referral that led to the change of the laws there. The other thing that I was, um, that I was um, advised of was that there would be significant resources to enable this um, to be turned around in a fairly quick time, as other matters have recently, such as um, the abolishing of the, uh, the gay panic defence and these sort of things. Um, so those two things, the, 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 the grounds on which it was being referred to the Law Reform Commission, uh, the guarantee that it would not just go off and, and sit there for ages, and, um, and also the fact that the Attorney-General, where she's given commitments on these other areas, has followed through with them, um, and the press release that come out committing the government um, to, um, should they be re-elected, introducing a government bill, I thought was our best chance of grabbing something out of what would have been uh, sure defeat in the Queensland Parliament had the bill been voted on. So what do you think the chances are that a state election will derail the process? Well, look, I honestly, um, the sense I get in the Parliament and in the community is that people are not going to look um, to the LNP to form a state government here in Queensland. So um, that's what it's down to now. A Labor government will introduce a government bill. Uh, the LNP will not. So um, that's drawn some pretty clear lines there. I guess to the extent I have a worry, it is that Queensland may elect um, significant uh, uh, One Nation members that may um, form a coalition with the LNP. I think that would be, well, it would be terminal. You know, this, this, uh, there'd be no more reform uh, in this area if that were to happen. But I think uh, should uh, should we get a LNP One Nation coalition in Queensland, um, the problems would be that great. Uh, we'd have a lot. We'd have a great magnitude of issues on our hands. And uh, finally, Rob, before we eject you from the cage, it occurs to me that um, you've been able to do this as an independent, putting it forward as a private member bill. Do you think that, um, you know, is a sign that major parties are not flexible enough to make real progressive change? Well, look, the, the, what, the history of the ALP in Queensland is they, they talk about progressive change. They, they have progressive change in their policies. They just don't do anything. So I guess having an independent like me in the parliament means I can say, well, look, if you're not going to do anything, I'm going to put a bill. And sometimes that can embarrass them into action. I think 
we will get a government bill introduced as a result of my actions. And at the end of the day, I probably won't get the credit for it, but my um, satisfaction will come out of seeing the law change. Well, on that note, Rob, we will eject you from the cage. Thank you, sir. Thanks for your time. Listen to the music, enjoy it, feel it, love it. All of those humanly things. Right here on 102.1. And on 102.1, you're in the cage, and we are talking about plants, animals, and the electrification, digitization, and genetic manipulation of the same. In the news today, there was a story about the uh, creation of a battery, um, turning a rose into a capacitor. Those people who are electrically, electronically minded will know that a capacitor is like a battery and you can charge it up and let it discharge. And so what the scientists did was injected a substance into the rose which turned the walls of the rose's veins into an electrically conductive material. So what you then have is a tube or a network of um, material capable of holding electric charge and it's um, separated from the inside of the veins because it's in the walls of the veins of the plant and so you can use the plant as a giant capacitor and they were able to charge and recharge the plant hundreds of times without causing any damage to the plant itself or any loss of charge. And their aim, of course, is to grow batteries. However efficient or inefficient any individual um, plant is in these kind of things, the advantage is that they grow without the input of energy. They convert sunlight into energy and you know they grow under their own steam. This is why things like algae or algae, depending what school you went to, are such a great potential source of biofuel. Most sources of uh, energy that we think of require energy to be made. We don't get energy for nothing, so we convert sunlight to electricity via solar energy or... Um, we store energy by pumping water uphill and then retrieving the energy when it rushes down again. And so they're pretty inefficient. There's a lot of uh, resources and energy consumed in the manufacturing of the solar panels or the pumping of the water uphill or whatever. In this case, the rose or whatever plants we end up using, I think the scientists use a rose because it looks cute and so it's likely to get in a lot of newspapers and television news bulletins. Uh, but the plant does the work of actually creating the resource or in the case of biofuels from algae, the algae does the work of creating the biofuel in the first place. So it doesn't matter if it's slow, it doesn't matter that it might take longer than we would take to do the same thing mechanically because it's harvesting the sunlight to actually do that work for us. So the holy grail there is organic batteries in plants where the plant does all the work of producing the battery and then we can just take advantage of it by charging it up and discharging it. All well and good if you're specifically interested in that outcome but there are many 
fears about the Frankenstein effects of this kind of tampering with nature, turning a rose bush or a piece of broccoli into a battery is a relatively benign thing but I've posted to facebook.com slash cage.live a couple of other stories that we've run recently which have significantly more potential impact. Uh, One of them is the coding of data into DNA so using DNA as a data store DNA actually is a algorithm or the recipe for the creation of life and so combining you know your mother and your father's DNA in one cell is enough to produce the entire organism that becomes you your DNA is unique and so your you are created from that DNA. So the DNA is the recipe for you. So vast amounts of information stored in DNA. Computer scientists or bio scientists have uh, started to identify ways to manufacture uh, DNA and use it for our own purposes as a data store. Now, that's also relatively benign in the same way as turning broccoli into batteries might be, that the DNA is just a soup that we are using as a data store and uh, there's no actual life being generated from that DNA. Probably the most um, forward-looking and terrifying of all of the stories is the third one that I've posted, which is about the addition of new base codes and the creation of totally new life forms. And so all DNA in the world is made out of four base codes, which are known as, um, I don't have them in front of me, I think of them A, B, C, G, or A, B, G, and T. And what the scientists have um, now discovered is that they can mimic those base codes, creating two new base codes known as X and Y, and they can create new life forms out of that. So they've been injecting those into the DNA of E. coli, the most common bacteria on the planet, and they're now up to the stage where they can create a stable life form with the X and Y genetic genes or gene blocks, base codes, written into the DNA of that bacteria. And when they reproduce themselves, those new codes are in there, faithfully reproduced. So at the moment, that's not doing anything. But the uh, danger is that we don't know what it might do. And so there's a whole brave new world there with all of the loaded meanings that those three words have together. I'm here in the cage on the Zeds with Maddie Watt and Jeff Ebbs. Great show today, Maddie. Thank yeah. you. You can come back next week and do it all again. Lock yourself in the cage. Midday Mondays on Triple Z.
The Cage, midnight to 2am Wednesdays on 4ZZZ.